Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we have an NWSL preview for everyone before we take a deep dive into all the matches this weekend. A quick reminder, subscribe to us on YouTube for NWSL extended highlights, exclusive interviews, and our live recaps, and so much more. YouTube.com slash Attacking third hit subscribe it helps us out big time here over at a3 preview time lisa we've got six games to go through how are you doing today i am so good i'm excited to go through these games it's a big weekend uh, games are spread out for yep. the most part on on sunday it might get a little choppy with the number of screens coming in there but um that's it. Otherwise, I am hyped for this weekend. Excited to see some changes that are happening. We got glimpses of some of the trades that happened last week with Kansas City sending or receiving some players from Racing Louisville and immediately getting time. But uh, yeah, we're hitting this point in the season where um, we're, we're hoping to find a little bit of consistency from these teams. It's technically considered match day eight in the NWSL, and there was no midweek games. So that should put every team on a, an an equal playing field as we head into this weekend's games, which frankly is just good to see a little bit of break, hopefully a rest day for all of these players. And then uh, a heavy training day or two where they can get some tactics down, work on some things. So I'm frankly expecting really good football this weekend, really good across the board, but um, how are you? How's it going? How's life in Chicago these days? I love, uh, I love the energy. I'm hyped forward to, I, uh, you know, I'm excited to kind of there's something. Listen, I'm going to just put it like this. Everyone always talks about summertime shy and there's something about summer, summer in Chicago. And uh, people refer to it as one of the greatest summer cities in the world. And of course, I agree with all that. But piggybacking off of that, there's, there's a but for me. No, 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 there's not a but there's an and for me. There's something about there's something about summertime in the NWSL. There's something about June through August for me when you're when we're watching the league and, and seeing these players out on the pitch where I'm just like, yes, this is it. Uh, it's something about this the, the, these times because typically in the length of a schedule, right, we I think we finally start to see during these times teams kind of really figuring it out for the most part. And then you sort of add in this this sort of added component like in in, in open you know, international window, the, the trade window that has uh, that's currently in place right now. Um, there's all these other things, right? So it's like teams at this point are either like figuring out who they are on the pitch and if 
if they're not figuring out who they're learning, they're figuring out that they need to like maybe make a move or make some adjustments or otherwise. So this is while while I agree, there's nothing like summertime in the city. There's nothing like summertime in Chicago. There, I for me for Sandra, there's nothing like summertime in the NWSL. So let's talk about it. Love let's talk it. about let's talk about all these six matches that are going to be coming up. We've got matches that are going all the way from from Friday through Sunday, but uh, spread out a little bit. And we're gonna we're gonna do things a little bit chronological for everybody here. So let's just start. At the top, we've got Washington Spirit versus Racing Louisville FC kicking off on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can find that one on Paramount+. Plus. Let's talk a little bit about where these two teams were last week, Lisa, as we recap these things. Because, you know, we always ask you, we always ask each other for picks. And I want that, too. We got to make these picks as well. So I'm going to ask you, do you have a winner in this one and why and i also want to hear you and your thoughts about maybe these two teams coming off of uh, some tough results last week yeah that's that's exactly what it is you have to look at the history of these individual clubs and and what they're doing racing louisville is coming off of their third straight loss and, and a tough one at that where they conceded uh six goals in just their last two games um the, their last match against angel city they only lost it three to two so racing able to get two goals on the board but ultimately not able to pull away with the the, the win and that final goal from angel city coming in the stoppage time the 93rd minute of that match against angel city so for racing louisville it's it's almost a dagger to the heart after what they faced with the last couple of weeks and then uh just the week before that for racing louisville um again coming off of a really tough 3-0 loss against North Carolina Courage. And, and that was North Carolina's first win that they were able to secure in this regular season. Then when we look at a team like Washington Spirit, they've won one game in this regular season, and that was the first week. May 1st was, race, was Washington Spirit's first and only win of this regular season. Uh, that's not a pretty good, that's not a very good stat, right? So five of those matches have been draws for Washington Spirit, but since then they haven't been able to sneak out a win. Now their goal differential is actually pretty good. It's only negative two um, uh, for this Washington Spirit for this Washington Spirit team, uh, but they're coming off of a, another tough three-two loss. So it's identical score lines for both of these teams from last weekend to this weekend. Heading into this weekend, match day eight in the NWSL for Washington Spirit, I see them walking away with a win over Racing Louisville. It's been a long time coming for this Washington Spirit team. They've had so many quick turnovers with their Wednesday matches to the weekend slates that have been such quick turnarounds. They played Chicago twice in seven days. Uh, they've been hit a little bit with injury and and players coming back we saw the return of kelly o'hara she got 15 minutes in the back line for chris ward last weekend for washington spirit so for this team in particular they've had a break they've had a minute to take a deep breath they've had a minute to collect themselves in training um and now as they go to face a team in, in racing louisville that they'll be playing at segra field which is quick succession for Washington spirit. They've played three matches through the last four matches at Segra field. So if anything, they've got a little bit of an upper hand there, but ultimately I, I think Washington's going to get back on the winning side of things this weekend against racing Louisville. What about you, Sandra? What are you thinking for uh, racing Louisville and Washington spirit? You know, I, 
I'm going back. I've been going back and forth on this one. It's always the first one. I think that we'll do in these previews that always sort of set things in, in motion for me when it comes to the picks. But this is a Washington spirit side that we've been talking about through the start of this season, these first two months and just sort of the, the match heavy schedule that they've had in front of them. Just how frankly, in some of these more recent matches, they've looked just, tired they look gas you know at the end of them we've been seeing the attempt to sort of make some of these um some of these player rotations you know chris ward is, is mm-hmm. doing his best with, with what's what's in front of him and, and i think you're adding in you're adding in this other element when you're the washington spirit side that you've got seven you've got play, multiple players who are going to be leaving yeah. very soon for um for national team duty. So there's the, the friendlies against Columbia that will be coming up. And then you sort of roll into July and with, uh, with the CONCACAF W championship. And I'm just curious how that's going to maybe impact the roster that we see or the lineup that we see that the spirit put out against, uh, against racing. And, and I also wonder, you know, there, there's also this other component for me where it's like, well, you know, you always want to have, a good game. I think if a lot of these athletes that we've heard them talk about that on record before that they want to have a, a good game or good performance, you know, minutes under their belt before they go off to, to a national team camp for, for players who do have that kind of dual, uh, that dual duty. Um, so I, I do wonder if, if maybe in a game like this, you still do a little bit of rotation, a little bit of rotation before kind of making that, you know, that taking that next leap into the next, you know, the next stretch of games. Cause a, lo- a lot of these players for the spirit technically aren't going to have that mm-hmm. rest because a good chunk of them are going to be going <laughs> into compete to this. So I do, I do, I'm curious. I'm curious if maybe this game is still going to have some rotation for, for the spirit before they have to, to have games in front of them on the 25th and the 28th with, uh, with USWNT. So, yeah. I am also, I, I do, I am leaning more towards a draw on this one, but okay. I want to pick a winner. And I think that the spirit are going to take this one narrowly. I think they are going to take this game and they're going to take it narrowly. I think even with something like, um, if we see something like a full second half uh, rotation in this game, that that is still enough to present to a racing Louisville FC side that we are still a little unsure of who we're getting week to week, right. In Mm -hmm. terms of the performances on the pitch, good pieces. We like some of these individual performances that we've been seeing uh, from some of the players on the pitch, but we're, it's like now at this point, it's a little bit of a mixed bag when we're seeing and, and evaluating racing week in and week out. And I think even with the heavy match load for the spirit, even with the heavy rotation that has been coming into play, we still can identify the system in play for the spirit, plugging in players in certain position and what they are going to bring on the pitch. So whether it's something like a Trinity Rodman and Ashley Sanchez getting the first 45 to just take a game to Louisville and try to see if they can get the win, or if they come into the second half and try to do things that way and, and, and run the other team down, I think yeah. that's another added component. And then again, but you also have some like Segra, the, the, the fact that this is going to be at Segra field was, was like, maybe this is going to be a draw because that's not an advantage for, for anybody, even no. though it's going to be the spirit. Um, hosting this one. So I'm, I'm going to say that it's, I'm going to choose a winner. I'm going to say it's a spirit and I'm going to say that it's going to be, be narrow. 
for for this one. So we'll we'll, we'll see how uh, how that shakes up uh, in, in the recap when we got to take a look at that. But that's it for Friday. Let's take a look into Saturday. There's a double header uh, happening on Saturday. Let's start with Kansas City Current versus Chicago Red Stars. That one on Saturday, kicking off at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. That one you can also find on Paramount Plus. Kansas City Current coming off of a narrow win, but a win is a win, right? We talk about that all the time. Uh, Kirsten Hamilton, game winner. Uh, who do you got in this one, and why, Lisa? So I love this this question that you're posing to me, which is, is not an unusual question, right? You always ask me who is going to win, and you love when I go the way of Chicago because um, you're a <laughs> Chicago gal. However, this is Kansas I, City, though. <laughs> I am going with a Kansas City win in this match. So we, uh, we like to look at the history a little bit. Kansas City undefeated in their last three games. Chicago also undefeated in their last six games, games but they've had really narrow wins. Their most recent one coming over Orlando. It was a one nothing win. A goal came early in this match, which is something Chicago does. So I honestly see a high-scoring match between Kansas City and Chicago, uh, but with Kansas City coming out on top in this one. Unfortunately, Kayla Sharple, center back for Chicago, uh, dealing with a bit of an injury, which does change things up for Chicago. They still have Mallory Pugh, which means they're probably going to get a goal. So I'm going to give Chicago a goal because – Pew just has that je ne sais quoi that she can do that. However, with Kansas City, we've seen the trade happen last weekend with CeCe Kaiser coming over and her getting the start alongside Kristen Hamilton. That duo was was fun. It was electric. They had some good movement off each other. Now imagine them with one week of training under their belt and what they're able to do with that much more familiarity. I'm sure some of the sparks will have faded as, as Kaiser was playing in front of her hometown. It was a trade. She was looking to make a big mark and, and maybe that's why she had such a great game. But I, I think the training and, and being with Matt Potter and understanding team tactics a little bit will help Kaiser and what she's able to do. I've been really high on the rookies for Kansas City, Alex Luera, Jenna Weinbrenner, Elise Bennett, what they've been able to do and contribute. Um, I think it's a team effort from Kansas City that we're seeing this year that's made them so influential and so good yeah. on the pitch. So when I when I look at these two sides, I, I don't want to say it's going to be a high-scoring affair. However, I think Chicago is going to get a goal, but I still think Kansas City is going to win. So that means at least three goals in this match, according okay. to my prediction. So I'm going right, to stick listen, with that. I respect it. I know you're high in Kansas City. I'm high in Kansas City, too. I still want to see a little bit more from them. And when mm-hmm. I'm looking at these two matches, this is this is the matchup why I didn't go with the draw with the spirit and racing. Because when I'm looking at these two teams and knowing what we've seen, from Kansas City, despite them having some exciting pieces, despite us being very, very high on Elise Bennett, love the way she is playing. For whatever reason, Kansas City has struggled to have multi-goal games this season. So while I think they are capable of scoring against the Chicago Red Stars team that has to make an adjustment in light of Kayla Sharples, again, we're recording this ahead of uh, an availability report that has dropped, but we saw the Red Stars in the midst of their previous match as Kayla Sharple exited pretty early around the 25th minute or so kind of had to scramble to make an adjustment and they looked a little bit lost, but they've had a different week of preparation. Now mm-hmm. they're going into this match knowing that they might have to make some adjustments defensively. And that's a little bit different when you're building up to a game versus having to make that immediately in the middle of a game. 
So I think there's enough there in Chicago's overall shape that can present enough challenges to this Kansas City current side who have struggled to really stack up on multi-goal games in the league this year. And when you have a player like Mal Pugh, who is quite frankly having an MVP caliber type of year in 2022, you maybe say that is a team that has a chance. I do not know. I do not believe, however, that this is going to have a winner. And I really do think that it's going to shake out as a draw because the other added component of this is these are two teams that are not unfamiliar with each other. Uh, Recent adjustments that they have to make or not. It's two teams that had to play each other through the Challenge Cup. Uh, The the current getting the better of of the Red Stars uh, both those times. And this is a different uh, element in terms of how these teams have uh, navigated their regular season. We're seeing different performances from these two teams from their Challenge Cup meetings into this regular season. So while I would have loved to have gone with Chicago and tipped my hat, there's just too many unknowns there right now defensively. uh, And I think there's going to be the makings of a draw in this one. So let's move ahead to O.L. Reign versus Angel City. Last one for Saturday. That one is going to be kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. This one you can find on Twitch. Lisa, Again, I just talked a little bit about teams that have familiarity with each other. We've got Oil Rain versus Angel oh, yeah. City. Let's talk about it. Who are you picking and why? Lots of familiarity between these two because they played in the Challenge Cup against each other. Oil Rain taking both of those games over Angel City, um, 2-1 and, and then 3-1, the first matchup that they faced each other. Now, Angel City... Um, I I think we have to talk about it at this point. We mentioned it in our midweek episode, but Kristen Press is out, done, done for the year, suffered a ACL injury, torn ACL, devastating and and heartbreaking for this Angel City side, a team that signed Press as the face of their team, the hometown girl coming back to Southern California to play. She put this team on her shoulders and she led them to um, an incredible place at number fourth in the standings uh, at this point in the season for an expansion club. They were doing really well, right? Like they're coming off two undefeated matches. They're coming off of a win for Angel City that they just uh, won over Racing Louisville three to two. We're finally seeing the progression from Angel City and, and that hit its consistency peak where they started the challenge cup and they couldn't really keep possession of the ball. It was more like, we'll just kick it and kind of find out what happens. We don't have a lot of solid defense to throughout the challenge cup. Their defensive structure really took place. And that is a lot to do with Megan Reed in the back line, Vanessa Gilles in the back line, uh, Didi Heritage and gold doing so much defensive work um, to, to lock down what they're doing. And then we saw a lot of rotation in the outside back, right? Jasmine Spencer dealing with a bit of an injury now. So Tyler Lucy slotted in there. However, that center back duo and the goalkeeper duo defensively, um, were incredibly impressive for angel city with the ball. We saw angel city progressing into this team that could have sustained possession that could work the ball around that could make their opponents chase and defend and have to work really hard. Most recently, we saw Angel City take that progression one step further. And no, they weren't just keeping the ball and passing it around, but they were possessing with a purpose down the field, getting closer to goal with every touch that they took, every pass that they made. So instead of every 30 passes getting a shot on goal, it became every 15 passes. And when you're having that rate of attacking presence and production in your attacking end, you are going to win games with three goals. And that's what we saw them do against Racing Louisville. 
now with Kristen Press being injured, that takes a big, big deflation out of their attack and and what she was able to do. And I'm I'm so sad talking about this honestly because it, it really breaks my heart. But a team like OL Rain that is is coming into this game against Angel City, um, having come off of two back-to-back, well, a loss and then a tie most recently for OL Reign, but a team that has not been able to put up a lot of goals, I- I'm waiting for that breakthrough to come for OL Reign. We saw a goal from Jess Fishlock in, in moments in that game uh, the last time that OL Reign played against San Diego and they were able to come out with a tie in that match, but OL Reign's got to find the back of the net. And I, I'm, I'm honestly torn at this game right now. It might be my draw. I'm okay. thinking that this one might be my draw between All Rain and Angel City because there's something about having your star player go down with a season-ending injury that rejuvenates yeah. a team and gives them a bit of a fire to go out and say, hey, we're going to do this for press. We're going to win this for her. We're going to keep going for her. So I, I think that that could give Angel City a huge spark. And for OL Rain, I just don't see them putting up more than one goal. If that I don't like, they're not going to put up two goals, right? So I would love to come back on here on Sunday or Monday and say, "Wow, oh well, Rain, you scored two, you scored three, great job." But I don't see that happening. So I'm going to stick with the draw between Angel City and Oh well, Rain in this match. My long-winded you know way of saying I'm going with a draw. <laughs> I, I I respect it. Listen, I think when you're looking at these games with the with the matchups in between them, the especially the ones that have the added element of, of familiarity with each other, because not only are you, we're talking about teams that have played each other uh, a couple times prior in the challenge cup. There are a lot of teams now hitting this point of the regular season that have already faced uh, the, the op- their, uh, their opposition at least once prior uh, mm-hmm. within the, the, the regular season itself. So you're adding all these different elements to it. So I, I don't listen, I respect it. I don't blame you for going with the, with the draw in, in this one. But uh, when I'm looking at these two teams, um, I, I'm going with all rain as, as my pick for, for the winners in this one. I, I don't, I, I hope it is a multi-goal game. I, I hope we finally see um, that type of breakthrough for. I hope for, so for too. The I honestly hope so too. I, I am a little curious as to how they, the Angel City side, will make uh, their adjustments around uh, Oil Rain in light of also having to make an adjustment and losing such a big piece of their their offense and in, in Kristen Press. Like, how does that? How, how do you make these adjustments? What are the decisions that you are making to both adjust for the challenge that you have on your own front line and then mm-hmm. the challenge on trying to limit the attack of Oren? Because you're 100% correct in that, you know, saying like they this is a team, OL has struggled to, to find the back of the net. But within a lot of these games, I think unlike other teams, the numbers from this team are a little bit different when we're watching their attack, the way that we've been seeing them, uh, you know, performing their buildup to, to goal, the way that we've been seeing, you know, their number of crosses, the, the, the way that it's, it's how evident it is that they are uh, ensuring that Sofia Huerta is, is a big part of, of that attack, uh, despite having a lower role on the pitch where we're seeing all that come into play for this, this all range side. And while I'm not sure if this one, is going to be a game where it's going to be a multi-goal game. I do think there is enough 
for Owo Rain to come out into this game and pick up a win. I do also feel that something like, you know, the familiarity, the different type of travel it is, like it's different going from from LA to Seattle. If 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 you were going from maybe New York to Seattle, it's it's, it's a much different fight. So even like something like travel on the legs, like that's going to be very very different um, as well. I think in in this match as as we're trying to take take note of those types of things. Um, but I want I want to see that type of of win for OL Reign. I think they're overdue for it. Quite oh, quite frankly, you know, we're talking about narrow score lines or narrow losses. Just the week they had this one one draw against San Diego Wave, where they equalized. They had to come they had to come from behind and ensure that they got that equalizer, and they did it by, you know, by by Jess Fishlock, who just roofed it in the back of the net, and and it was enough for a result. But even if you go the week. Uh, prior to that, you know, a narrow loss against yeah. the Chicago Red Star team. So there's these, there's these competitive games that we're seeing from O.L. Reign that, that maybe aren't leading to the type of of score lines that maybe they even anticipated for themselves. But I just feel like this, we're starting to veer into these moments where we're ready to see some different things. And I'm excited to see the 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 addition and sort of the development um, around somebody like. Um, not the development, but the, just the uh, the addition or, or the added boost that mm-hmm. somebody like a Kim Little uh, totally. can bring to this team. You know, I know they they announced that her her, her loan is going to be very very short term. It's going to be through June, um, through the start of the the, the next um, the next uh, season for Arsenal. But so it's it's going to be very very short term. So she has a limited window uh, to make an impact. So it just I think it also just depends on on the the personnel that Laura Harvey is going to put out there on the pitch. Quite frankly, like how is she going to rotate? What is that lineup going to look like uh, and, and how is she going to make an adjustment if I want to see if, if the game, if the game plan for Angel City is like, hey, Tyler Lucy, you go out there and you mark where it's all game like that. You're like, wh- what's the adjustment that's going to be made if that is the plan for Angel City? So I'm I'm eager to sort of see the coaching battle in this one as well as the 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 player the uh, the player performances but i am going to go with a winner and i am going to go with the with the ring in this one i like that you're talking about this coaching battle because it is something that is needs to be talked about especially for this match but yeah when we're looking at certain personnel for ol rain they need to have uh that statement game right it's been it's been too long that we haven't seen that from ol rain throughout this year and i want to see different players stepping up i want to see bethany balser just knocking down two goals and and Ziara King making an impact on the flanks and and Rose Lavelle just taking this game and saying, I'm going to control this and I'm going to get two assists and I'm going to rip a shot from 35 yards out, upper 90. Like, that's what I want to see, not relying on Fallon Tull's choice to make incredible saves game in and game out to keep O.L. Reign even. No, the offense has got to produce and now's the time. Let's do it, O.L. Reign. But, um, yeah, no, I still see this as a draw. Yeah. (laughs) I love you like it. I love it. Let's uh, we've got to, we've got three more matches to uh, to go through and preview for everybody. And we're going to do that after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sunday, Sunday, fun day. We've got a triple header of games for Sunday. And uh, we're excited for where you can watch all of these games on Sunday. And we'll get into that very, very quickly. But uh, let's start off with the, with the game that's going to be kicking things off on Sunday. It is Portland Thorns FC versus Orlando Pride. That is going to be kicking off at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can catch that on Paramount+. Plus. Lisa, who do you got in this one and why? I have Portland winning this game. I have um, Portland too. Are we just moving on? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, well, like, <laughs> <laughs> you hate to be that way, but no, let's talk about it a little bit. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you going with Portland over the Pride in this one? Um, well, there's uh, a lot of reasons. Um, a couple of them are that Orlando is is struggling right now. They they're coming off two back to back losses. Uh, they haven't won a game in in three or four matches, four matches at this point. And the way that Orlando's playing, it's just it's disappointing. It's sad, right? Like I want to see them um, get a little bit more momentum and a little bit more attack with with losing their head coach and and then seeing Sydney Larue not traveling for Orlando's last match. That doesn't help things. If Sydney Larue is back in the game for Orlando, that's definitely helpful. But um, it. When, when we look at this Orlando team, they have a lot of good players and a lot of good potential, right? Darian Jenkins, she can score goals. She can score goals. Sydney Lou can change the game with her alone and what she's doing on the pitch, her mentality, her mindset, and her ability to defend and then quickly transition, get find the ball in the back of the net. Um, a player like Michaela Clough, the rookie um, that was drafted out of BYU to Orlando, she's a really good player and she could be a candidate for rookie of the year, but the circumstances that Orlando has fallen into this year really makes it unfortunate for a player like Clough because um, it's hard to be a superstar as a rookie when you're the only one trying to do it, right? Or Orlando's had to jump through a lot of hoops this year. When we look at a team like Portland Thorns, they're coming off of a dominant, dominant win over Houston Dash. This was a game where we saw Olivia Moultrie become the youngest player in the NWSL to score. Um, they forced an own goal. There was a penalty kick in this one. Sophia Smith scores in the run of play, but ends up with a brace as she knocked down the penalty kick. We're seeing so much from Sophia Smith that she is becoming this incredibly dynamic player that can do so much on, on both ends of the field. But in the attacking end, she's truly become unstoppable. It's this race almost between Mallory Pugh and Sophia Smith for who's going to be the most creative goal scorer week in and week out. So when we look at the momentum that Portland has taken over these last few weeks and, and what they've been able to do um, going undefeated in their last four, two of those being wins and, and dominant wins for Portland at that in in their three nothing win over Angel City and then four nothing over Houston, that says a lot about what Portland can do. So uh, yeah, we both have Portland in this one for sure. <laughs> Listen, I'm not too sure I can add on much more for, for the reasoning uh, behind going with Portland. I just think their form has been very impressive as of late. Yeah. I think they finally had um, a, a pretty big, hefty, multi-goal game for, for folks to take a look at and point at and say they are capable of that. That that wasn't just something and, that happened in, in a the variety of ways. 
right, like of scoring in a variety of ways and getting yeah. the shit and, out. And like and, and, and doing and doing that in a way that required you know, an adjustment from them. I mean, Christine Sinclair was set to start that that game against Houston and, and was pulled as a out of precaution, just a tweak yep. during warmups. And they said, that's OK. Don't don't worry about it. And they 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 put in Olivia Moultrie and they went out and they just still did that. Uh, so and also I am uh, Megan Klingenberg. Right? She didn't play in that game. Yeah, again, I just I like the the depth of this team. I think it's something that the Thorns have. Um, it's something that the Thorns have been able to sort of pride themselves on in in recent seasons. That they have a massive bench that they could look to and sort of see players come in and, and have and have an impact. And I just for all of the reasons that I think we're going with the Thorns are, are perhaps similar reasons why we're not choosing uh, you know Orlando Pride as as the pick. Uh, to, to win or 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 draw in this one there's just some things that are going on uh i think off the pitch for for the club that we saw happen very recently and those we have seen that sometimes those things can kind of be a, a distraction and i would hope that you know current players are able to to find themselves you know to you know at peace and be able to to perform you know but uh, you just you just never know really and I, i'm a little curious again as to how you know, the personnel that's going to be available for Orlando. You know, we have Sydney LaRue who was unavailable for for the Pride against that match against Chicago. We um, haven't seen Amy Turner. And mm-hmm. uh, that there's just a lot of curious things there, quite frankly. And I just, I'm just kind of like, well, there's just, there's just not enough there to the confidently say like, yes, I'm going to be going with Orlando Pride to, to, as my pick to win this weekend. And uh, unfortunately that's, that's the, that's the case here with this one. So we're both going with, uh, with thorns, but we will see Lisa. We'll, we'll see if we have to come on back and say that we were correct um, uh, in this one, but for the next game, that's going to be taking place on Sunday. This one is going to be New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC versus San Diego wave FC. And we're hyped about this one. Cause sure you can find it on Paramount plus, but you know where else you can find it. You can find it on CB. Uh, and you can watch it beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, when we're looking at these two teams, do you have a winner in this one and why? So I do have a winner. Um, and a lot of the factors are coming into play that are off the pitch factors um, in, in this match because I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence in Gotham. I'm going to be very honest. I don't in what they haven't been able to do and put together on the pitch. Their attacking presence is not there. Their expected goals every game is incredibly low, which means they're playing much more defensive this year in the NWSL, whether it's due to personnel, um, their ability to get into the attack. But with that being said, they have five goals for six goals against. So their defensive efforts are working with only six goals against. They're tied for the least in the league at this point um, because they really haven't given up that many goals. However, they also haven't scored that many goals. So their offensive production is lacking because they are on their heels. They're the back end of the foot um, throughout the matches that they're playing. Now, as you mentioned, this game is on big CBS. It is at home for Gotham at Red Bull Arena. Um, Margaret Purse just got called up to the women's national team. Um, Estelle Johnson just got called up to the Cameroon national team. There are emotions that are coming into play in this game, and that's why I said it's a lot to do with off the pitch. I think this could be a game that Gotham could win against a team like San Diego that 
is at the top of the standings. They are three games uh, undefeated, or three games rather where they haven't won, right? They're coming off of three draws in a row for San Diego. And for Gotham, we've seen them do, I'm going to say remarkable things, where they squeak out a win. And in a game like this where Margaret Purse, Midge Purse, just got called into the national team, and now she's looking to prove herself, and that was just announced, I think we could see a big game from her. I also think being at home and on big CBS, that right, CBS is going to highlight that fashion show runway, whatever. And that's (laughs) a confidence boost for these players, right? It is. It totally is. They get to dress up. They walk the red carpet. They come into the locker room and then they're ready to go. They get their picture out there. They're on television. I think it's an ego boost for a team like Gotham. And that's what they need at this point. Um, They need uh, the chip on the shoulder thing wasn't working for Gotham. Now they need an ego boost. They need to think that they are hot crap walking into this game against San Diego, top of the standings. And I think that this could be the game that Gotham does it. So I am going to pick a winner and it's okay. going to be Gotham. Um, I could be very wrong. Alex Morgan could get her 10th goal in, <laughs> in eight weeks of, of a regular season. And I'll come back on here and giggle, but I'm going to go with Gotham. Who do you have? Tell me I'm being silly. You know, I don't think you're being silly. I, I think that, there's something about, and maybe I'm speaking from, from personal experience of having to cover cover it up close, but I think there's something about kicking off your season or or starting off your season because it wasn't the opening game in which in which this game I'm referring to right now occurred. But you know, the last time these two teams played, Gotham was they they had kicked off their regular season with a, with a big win. Right. Mm-hmm. We, and we had the same questions that we were asking of this team then as they exited early from the Challenge Cup. And then maybe people thought they got their answer. There. There's like, oh, they had they opened up the regular season with a big three zero win over Orlando Pride. And then they rolled that into facing off against a new team that they hadn't seen yet this year and lost four zero to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So they didn't necessarily, they, they technically started off their season with a win, but then they also just followed that up with a huge loss. And I don't want to say that that's not a, I think that's not a motivating factor. I think that alone is a motivating factor. And I'm, and I, and I was talking about maybe having covered it up close because I remember when the Red Stars opened up their season with a 5-0 loss to Portland. And the next time they played that team, they said, we're not losing this game. Yeah. Yeah. It is a huge motivating factor. Being embarrassed on the pitch is a huge motivating factor for a professional athlete. So I have to imagine that Gotham FC has been waiting for the moment to go up against San Diego wave once more. And I am hopeful that this is a game we're going to get to see a very highly competitive match. There's going to be a lot of people watching it. We have been taking note of the numbers that are coming in when there is an NWSL match on CBS. And this is going to be another one of those games. And you better believe that part of the coverage of the game is, is going to be a, a bunch of uh, 
you know, pregame lead up, uh, talking about how the last time they met was a blowout. Alex Morgan is having a, a career season in NWSL. She's got a ton of goals. Look at these players that got called into the national team, including Taylor Cornett, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of that needs to be added motivation for, for you if you're the, especially if you are the team that is going to be the host of yeah. this, of this game. If there's going to be a, you know, I don't want to say like a fixation, but maybe a focus on the fact that San Diego wave participating in this match and you're the home side, you absolutely want to deliver. So I want to see that too from Gotham FC. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to get a multi-goal game. I don't know if we're going to get it. But I would like there to be a winner, and I would like it to be Gotham FC. So I'm going with Gotham wow. in this one. I'm going with Gotham in this one. This is going to be, I guess, my bold prick. I, I think, like, like going to have a on, – on attacking third shows when we're making our picks, I'm going to try to limit myself to one draw and maybe a bold pick. And maybe this is what it's going to be. So I'm probably going to pay for it, you know? We'll I see. love that we both picked Gotham in this one. I'm going Gotham in this one, too. I, 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 I want – I want to see it. I want the, I want the shakeup, you know, and I want to, I want it to be a highly competitive match. I think everybody wants that whenever the league gets an opportunity to showcase itself on, on a bigger platform. Um, and I, and uh, I want to see the hometown bring it. I want to, I want to see the home side go ahead and bring it. And I hope, I hope, uh, I hope they bring the year. I hope they bring it. So let's see. Right. Let's see what it well, let's let's see how it rolls out at. Uh we've got one so, last wait, Sandra, before we uh, move on from this game, we we usually do these previews live. And unfortunately, we are not going live this week due to some scheduling conflicts on yeah. our end. And so there's no one in our chat right now to be like, what? You're going Gotham? <laughs> like, no way. So I um I want everyone that's listening to this that usually joins our lives that has thoughts on both of us picking Gotham, like tweet at us, let us know your thoughts because no. I miss hearing everyone's or like Listen. reading all of the comments in the chat being like, y'all giving your picks. Everyone usually drops their picks in the chat as we go throughout this and we give ours and then they comment on ours. So I want to know everyone's picks for this weekend's slate of games. And I want to know your thoughts on both of us picking no, 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 no. you can that. go ahead and tweet at least all you want <laughs> i'm going on vacation that's the scheduling conflict i'll put myself on blast i'm out i will not be paying attention so you're going to be tweeting into the void if you want Blow her it. up Blow her up <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens. Look, last time I went on vacation, a bunch of crazy stuff happened. So listen, maybe I'm just uh, pre predicting, predicting and manifesting some things here with, with Gotham uh, coming out with a win over the way. The craziness. We'll Bring on the craziness, Gotham. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Last one for Sunday, y'all. It's North Carolina <laughs> Courage versus Houston Dash. These two teams getting another opportunity to face off against each other. In recent weeks, the last time these two teams faced off against each other wasn't too long ago, a couple weeks ago. And uh, we had North Carolina walking away with a win uh, against against the Dash. So when we're looking a tie, at these two a teams, tie. It was a tie. 1-1 one, one tie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the previous one. I'm, sorry, I'm thinking about the no, North okay. Carolina previous match. My bad, everybody. Uh, they walked away with a draw in, in, in this one. When we're looking at this next version of Carolina versus Houston, do you see a draw again or do you, you have a winner it. in this one? You go first in this one. I have a winner, I'm, but you go first. I'm going courage in this yeah. one. When I'm looking at these two teams, I I, I think uh, we're witnessing the turn, the turning of the tide for for North Carolina. Uh, I think having a, a, a big piece back in somebody like 
Caroline is very important for this team. And um, it's funny to sort of frame, frame it that way because she is technically a first-year player in, in the NWSL, first-year player for, for North Carolina. But her addition to this team has been uh, has has grown rapidly, I think. And when having her out for those first few weeks of the season, really all of May, uh, in the regular season for the Courage, I mean, it lacked it lacked some things for them in terms of creativity within the the attack. And I think they found themselves struggling a little bit to sort of get through get through that month. But what we've been seeing from from North Carolina is what I refer to as maybe the turn, like the, the tide is turning a little bit for them. And when we're looking at the opposition as they are getting ready to go ahead and uh, host Houston and Carolina versus being on the road, I think there's a little bit of different things uh, at play here. So I'm talking about Caroline coming back. I'm talking about maybe having a little bit of home, home field advantage. And I'm also talking about the fact that, you know, somebody like uh, Rachel Daly, is missing for Houston. And we got to see immediately what Houston dash looks like in her absence. And then you had this added component of Nichelle Prince and, and her absence. And there was a little bit of a struggle to sort of have any uh, answers offensively mm-hmm. uh, for the Houston dash. So I'm curious, again, we do these before the availability report shops. I'm, I am curious as to, the personnel who is going to be available for Sarah Loudon in, in Houston Dash uh, as they prepare for North Carolina Courage uh, and what adjustments are made there. But with somebody who is building on her minutes with the Courage after after being away for so long, somebody like Caroline, somebody like Diana Ordonez, who is obviously making her presence, you know, felt more in the attack as well for, for the Courage. You're, you're giving one team that has is opening up options and you have another team that is having limited options. So mm-hmm. just sort of weighing things back and forth between these two sides. And, and they push me more towards North Carolina courage in this one. So that's why they're my pick. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, North Carolina, they're my pick as well in this match. Uh, Houston's a bit hot and cold right now with losing daily. They, they had a huge triumphant win and then she left. She's, with England, uh, preparing for the Euros. Uh, most recently, Prince was out. Schmidt was out. I know that you just touched on the availability report, right? I want to know who's available yeah. for Sarah Loudon. That changes yeah. the game for Houston. But even so, with with full strength, um, going against North Carolina's full strength with Dabinia, Carson Pickett, who also recently got a call up to the U.S. national team, uh, Caroline for North Carolina. I think Brianna Pinto has also been um, contributing a lot in the attacking end for the courage that full strength against full strength, North Carolina takes the cake in this one. Even full strength for Houston against um, maybe not so full strength for North Carolina, Mm -hmm. I still see the courage taking this one. I mean, seven goals for the courage scored in their last three games, and they only conceded three goals in that span of time. So their three games undefeated two back-to-back wins um uh, scoring three goals in both of those wins which is very dominant and their attacking presence has been incredibly impressive to watch with Casey Murphy getting more and more reps and minutes in goal for them the cohesion from goalkeeper to front line has been there for North Carolina we're seeing the team that won the challenge cup right They're, they're getting back into the swing of things in this regular season, it did take some time for North Carolina, but they're back in it. So I agree. I see North Carolina coming out on top um, at home, Wake Med, Soccer Park against Houston. The, the Courage will win this. 
I'm with you on that one. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, our picks roll out uh, over the weekend and see how things go. Uh, I will be watching from an undisclosed location <laughs> and uh, keeping a close eye on things. Uh, it's been a blast as always. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us, as always, on Attacking Third and listening to us and our picks. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Third. If you have questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your questions and we'll answer it during a mailbag segment. And we'll be back with full recaps of these games. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.